This episode of the Live, Cue, or Die podcast is brought to you by the cool motherfuckers over at Tactical Distributors. What do you need? They got it. Jackets, shirts, belts, you know, masks. You need boots? They got boots. You need socks to go inside those boots? Yeah, they got socks for days. You need a jacket? You need a new, you need an eyewear? What you need? You need a, you need a new knife? You need tools? Bro, they got it for you. you. They got like throwing knives, all right? Need to throw a knife? Come to Tactical Distributors. They got they got backpacks, gun bags. They got pouches for your stuff. Like whatever you want to put in there. Bullets, magazines, fucking, I don't know, jelly beans. They got it, all right? They got, they got patches. Guys, they have a... 007 GoldenEye N64 cartridge fucking patch. All right? Who has that? Tactical Distributors has that. All right? Anything you need to be tactical as fuck, come to tacticaldistributors.com. Upon checkout, put in the promo code UNPOSSIBLE15. That is UNPOSSIBLE15. Gets you 15% off your entire order. Get to it. Tacticaldistributors.com. Uh, what shoes you been running, Kevin? Because you were on the shoes. Ultima boots. Yeah, shoes. Oh. You were on the Ultima boots for the a while. But Ultima, I saw first of all, Kevin's not running anywhere. Well, what rock, the hell is that supposed to mean? I'm a fucking specimen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you a, are. I am a unit. I am a stud. I have been training. I will challenge any of you guys to any physical activity right now. coming on oh, in the future. I'm the so near excited. future. Yeah, well, in, in the future, so it looks like May or possibly June, we're going to get uh, Lorena Noveski, yep. who that will be another Chris Barrett sort of epic. We're going to drink and tell stories, and that'll probably be an emotional one. You know, I was super close to, to Johnny, and, um, you know, just telling those stories. And, you know, since so much time's passed now, since his death, um and Lorena's been successful in, in taking over Nevesky on her own. So uh, I look forward to that. But, you know, I've told some stories about him and what a crazy ass he was and such. I mean, just another. I, I know these bracelets that somebody had made, like, for his sort of celebration of life party extravaganza that we had. Um, they, they, they say, uh, you know, rip American badass. Yeah. And that's just the way he kind of was. and. He, someone to envy. I mean, he lived his life, you know, on his own terms and beat of his own drum, and it was kind of cool. Yeah. So I look forward to that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've you've talked about it too about how artistic she is. Oh, like, but incredibly. I didn't realize like we a bunch of the paintings in here that you have. Yeah. She did. I didn't realize until I looked at. It, I'm like, oh, I didn't. That's crazy. Yeah, probably ten or twelve years ago, I bought art from her. Yeah, some of it's in here. There's a picture. Yeah, there's one. Oh right yeah, there. that yeah. one. This one. Yeah, I got some more downstairs. Yeah, um, yeah she's super talented, and yeah. she comes from a family of artists and just super creative. Um, just interesting. I mean, when she and I hang out, it's so fun because it's like four hours. Have you seen this video? Have you seen this right. artist? Have you seen this building? You know, like, oh, she gets into colors, which is funny. Like. 
you know, like her favorite color combinations at the time for like whatever decor. She's really into decorating her house and she's just got like incredible taste and she's interesting. She's cool. Um, yeah, that'll be a good one. Yeah. And, and the things that where, yeah, Johnny was similar and different and yeah, their relationship and yeah, I mean, and just the way they raise their children and just all kinds of stuff. Like they're, they're just cool people. I mean, these easy to admire. Yeah. So we got her coming. Uh, we got John Clements from, um, proof research who, uh, was involved in Navy special warfare for about 20 years and a cool guy, um, who I've known for probably 20 years plus. I'm excited about him. Um, and that's an interesting one because there's so many stories, the war stories and that sort of stuff and that time and, uh, kind of his life. But then, you know, like retiring from that and going into, you know, our side of the industry and proof research before they sort of blew up into this company that they are. And so I'm excited to talk about proof research because I use their barrels. I like them. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. And um, that company and kind of what spawned it and why their technology is better. So I'm interested. I'm interested in that. Yeah. Who else we got? Coming? We got Uncle Todd coming from Tactical <laughs> Distributors. Todd Askins. Todd Askins. Mike from Kilo. Kilo, New York City or Kilo NYC and Kilo Tactical. Yeah. Um, we have... Jose? Oh, oh yeah. Jose. Yeah. Jose's coming up? Yeah, so Jose was um, mine and Ethan's favorite employee and co-worker at Advanced Armament. That is one funny motherfucker. And he just remembers every single thing. That was like his first real job. And so I'm sure it was, and at the time he came to work for us, it was pretty outrageous at Advanced Armament. Like we were just, things were going good for us. Yeah. We are swimming in money. We did what we wanted. It was a great time. And then he got to see the downfall. He's there, you know, the day they like lead me out at gunpoint. And then, you know, some of the stories from him and I hope he'll get into it. He's a pretty nice guy, but hopefully he'll tell the stories, you know, of what Remington did and promised after I was gone and how they treated everyone. And, you know, like I know with just one day they show up to work and there's like armed guards at every door telling them, they're not fucking entering the building, hmm. you know? And, uh, so it's just lots of cool stories, uh, from him. He's, he's an interesting guy. Um, he's coming with the CEO of Bergara, Bergara, Bergara. Yeah. yeah the CEO of Bergara, which is a, he's a super nice guy. And, you know, I'm excited to, to talk to them as well about, I mean, seeing what Bergara's done and it's like kind of the perfect storm where Remington just totally imploded and gave them this opportunity to step up, and it seems like they've done it. Yeah, they've definitely done it. Yeah, I mean, that gun behind Jay. Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks, sweet. Yeah, so that's their new 22, and you can buy it as a barreled action. That one has the carbon fiber wrap barrel, or you can buy their steel barrel, and it drops right into our side chick chassis. That's my favorite 22 now. That thing's so fun. Yeah. I got the ridiculous Mark VI um, 3 to 18 on there because oh, yeah. I shoot that thing a couple hundred yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to have that horse reticle. That's true. H fifty nine. So yeah, so that's pretty interesting. Um, that's a fun gun, but the, interesting company. You know, a Spanish company makes tons of barrels for. They ba- basically make all the barrels for all of Europe. Um, high quality stuff, mm-hmm. and it, you know, interesting. Their approach is different in America than what I would have done, and I think it's another instance where I was wrong. And um, you know, they make making kind of a full line of products in that in that category. Mm-hmm. And taking up the slack for Remington, and uh, so that's that's pretty cool. He's coming. 
you mentioned Mike from Kilo Tactical. So I met him on a on a hunt with a warm fuzzy and yeah, and all every the, all the hype dudes, all yeah. the hype dudes. Yeah. Forward that looked observation. Like a good time though. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. So yeah, old Texas Matt, me and Matt Gomez went down there and went on an aerial pig hunt. Um, just I think like southwest of Galveston in was it Bay City or Matagorda somewhere. Yeah. And we shot so many pigs. Man, I saw so Matt shot uh, a bunch of pigs with the mini fix with subsonic expanding ammo from a helicopter. And I was like, why in the world are you doing that? And he's just like, because he can. Because he can. He wanted <laughs> to kick it. Because <laughs> yeah, he could. Yeah. And he did, man. He yeah. laid them out. It was so cool to see. Yeah, there was a lot of cool footage that the guys that were there. Yeah, Auto Seer. Auto Seer posted a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Triple yeah. Feed. Um, Such nice guys, yeah, man. The whole group. Yeah, I didn't know him. I, I don't want to let on too much to Mike from Kilo Tactical Story, but I didn't really kind of understand some of that stuff's going on, probably because I'm older and I know, you know, like at your age and you guys are into that. Um, but he was obviously very different. And then once I got to know him and talked to him, I really admired him, his story, his background being different. And, and it totally explains their approach to the things that they're doing. And, yeah. you know, I like it because, you know, the industry, I mean, it's no secret. I, I do not love the typical industry and marketing uh, that that we participate in, you know, and I've always tried to be different. So these, these guys and these companies that have a different approach and make things interesting and exciting, and he's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really it's, excited to hear his story. It seems like the way they're, you know, marketing their companies, whether it be Warm and Fuzzy, Spirited Systems, Kilo, all those guys, the whole group. Yeah. seems like, and maybe that's just because the algorithm of my social media bubble but it seems like that's the direction the uh, marketing is going in the industry. Yeah. You know, the kind of the cool guy, tactical skull and crossbones, Punisher logos, yeah, all that bullshit. Out. It's all out. Yeah. 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 And it, it, it's very interesting to me because I like being aloof about a lot of our stuff and sometimes can't even explain why. But seeing these groups, like I, I, I didn't even know like forward observation, what they were doing. I'm like, what a cool bunch of guys. Like, I don't understand when I see their marketing as, Oh, just pictures and they don't really have a product, mm -hmm. but they just donated a million dollars to Green Beret foundation. Yeah. And a hundred grand to a firearms, um, policy coalition. Mm -hmm. cool. yeah. yeah. Oh, they might be coming oh, actually right. at the end of the, this month. Oh, they're coming yeah. too. Adam Kraut and, uh, <sighs> what a nice guy. Pierce. From Firearms, name, Firearms Policy Coalition. Oh, They'll be, be here on the 31st. They're my coming birthday. to visit. They're in town, and they might be down for a podcast. So they're, so they're coming for my birthday is what you're saying? Yes, exactly. <laughs> for that exact Your reason. Your 12th birthday, birthday, no one cares. <laughs> um, but they're... Uh, I would love to do... we got to make the podcast happen with them. They're doing a giveaway with a Honey Badger pistol right now. Yep. And if you sign up and do whatever, support FPC to fight uh, Diane Feinstein... Yeah, the yeah. assault weapons ban. Yeah, they're yeah. actually kicking people in the balls. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah and it's awesome. It's super simple. Like we put a link in our <coughs> in our email blast. Yeah, um, and it's when you click on the link, like they give you different incremental options for for your donation. And all you have mm -hmm. to do is just donate whatever. Donate anything, and it, and and it enters you in chance to win. Yeah, and well, so the the well, email blast that went out was on March twenty third, yesterday. Right. So yeah, you know we're yeah. a couple weeks behind of this launching, but yeah, so. So what happened? Did so they're raffling off a uh, uh, honey badger pistol? Did did you yep. donate one? Yep. Okay. Yeah, actually, I think it shipped to them last week or something like that. But 
Okay, so, yeah. so it's just like you buy a $10 ticket or you donate. No, you just it's, donate to FPC to help support uh, their legal fees or whatever yeah. it's going to be. And oh, and you're just you're entered into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whether it's a dollar, whatever the increments are, the lowest to the highest. Yeah. Whatever you donate, you're entered to win. Yeah, I think there's like a custom. You can do whatever you want for a donation as far as a value, or they have little buttons for like mm-hmm. a one. Okay, five, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that on our break or today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so how much? How much so far has it raised? Um, last I heard, it was over fifty thousand dollars at nice. the b- middle of March, and this goes all the way through the end of March. So by the time this is on YouTube, it'll be over. But yeah, so let's try to get that thing up like a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. Well, go. Well, it's a good thing because yeah. I have very, very extensive experience in the uh, fees of attorneys. And <laughs> yeah, they, it's not to be taken lightly. They grow quickly. Yeah. Uh, bastards, but yeah. they're cool. So, yeah, that's another them. podcast coming up. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah well, that, that trip you went on seemed awesome because I remember even the day before you left, I think, like, Forward Observations, had, they had posted that they were on their way, and I, I asked them, oh, what are you doing here? I thought everyone was on their way, and, like, I leave tomorrow. I said, "Oh, these dudes are on their way." I just noticed some people. You were, I don't think you were familiar with them at the time, and then I had you, no idea. Yeah, and then since you came back, like getting to meet all those dudes, you've only had good things to oh, say about all of them. So they were so awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was a great time. I learned a ton, which I love. And it's so interesting going there with like forty dudes, and I'm the oldest guy. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I was also the only guy that was like really in the firearms industry, you know, right. that owned a, a, a gun company or something like that. Um, cause who else was there? Axel maybe. I think that's a company yep, that makes, Vance, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. They make the a lot of good stuff. Belts and stuff. And, um, I think they make a NVG helmet bag. Yep. Yeah, they do. They make a oh, lot like of, a caddy. Um, yeah, they, they caddy. make a lot of like yeah. third party stuff for like adapters for mm-hmm. different rigs and stuff like that. A lot of cool yeah. stuff. And I, I mean, that's how a lot of the companies, I think. So it's how I started. You start making a little accessory cause it's something you can justify and afford and yep. mm-hmm. you know, I mean, motivated and develop some good stuff. It can grow. Yeah. yeah. I spoke to a few of the guys that were there after the fact guys that we had never had any affiliation with or anything like that. And it was cool to hear them basically all say similar things like, it's no secret that you are a very polarizing person on the internet. Um, <laughs> and so a lot of the guys talking to them saying like, yeah, of course we've heard all the, we've heard this or heard that, that, Oh, he, he's an asshole or he's this, whatever. And then once they met you, they're like, honestly, everything went out the window. Like he was humble. He was helpful, super knowledgeable. Like they were happy to happy to meet you and happy to talk to you. And oh, it awesome. was, it was cool to hear all that and just kind of dispel the myths. Yeah. I love that. You know, I think the internet, the problem is you got a bunch of 22 year old anonymous little pricks that aren't going to say that shit to my face or right. anybody's face. Yeah. I mean, if I, you know, that's a thing, maybe it's cause I'm old. Like if I think you're a fucking douche, just like Marty Daniel and that piece of shit tried to talk to me the last time I saw him, like, I'm not fake about it. You yeah. know, like he's a piece of shit and he came up to me and acted like, he hadn't done things to people that I care about. And I just told him, get the fuck out of my face. You don't talk to me. Like we don't shake hands. I'm not fake about this. I'd rather punch you in the fucking face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's who I am with him. And, but anybody else it's, it's like whatever it is about the silencers or the guns, all that shit, the anonymous little, the kids that don't know anything that aren't going to, you know, they're going to hide behind social media. They'll never say anything to you. But yeah, I met all those guys and they had tons of good questions about guns. And, and part of that is exciting to me. It's like makes me feel old. But then also I, I'm excited to share like my experience and knowledge and, um, you know, because I feel like I'm still a student of this. And these guys who are getting into it and they've had this experience in the military or this experience, 
you know, within the companies that they work at and would ask questions, not knowing it's just ignorance. They just weren't there. They didn't know. And like, I'm always happy to engage in that stuff. Yeah. I know. I'm sure a lot of guys were interested, even if they had no desires to, to mess around with Q stuff before. I'm sure I know for a fact that guys have posted that the mini fix was like the, the hit of the weekend. Everyone was super excited about it. Like they're all into the Q stuff now. Like if you don't like the mini fix, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, thing I mean, is so cool. You're lying basically is what I feel. Yeah. If you don't like the mini yeah. fix, I thought you were just saying I was lying. And I was no, lying. well, mate, but no, not about <laughs> that. You're not lying. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a thing too, because you think in, in that group, especially with like forward observation, those guys, mm. most of the guys there were current military operators or, recently out Mm -hmm. so you know guys that are into all the high speed shit and still young and into that all of them uh, they might not even understand the minifix and they pick it up oh my god it's lightweight oh Mm -hmm. shoot it oh my god that's so quiet and then we just spend an hour out there everybody fucking giggling taking Mm -hmm. videos and shooting stuff while we're waiting for them to like refuel the helicopter and stuff um Yes, it was a great time because I can't even really define what's so special about that gun. And I think that could be about a lot of, you know, whether it's talent or there's sometimes you just, you know, I I mean, I I don't know if it's like art design in in any sort of product, too. There's just some things that you can't really verbalize or put your finger on that makes something extraordinary sometimes. That gun is definitely the epitome of that because all the time people will post their minifix or something and you'll see one person be like why why oh <laughs> precision gun with that short of a barrel mm-hmm. and it's like you have no idea what you're talking about yeah. just grab on like mm-hmm. there's not even any point in trying to explain it because as soon as you touch it and as soon as you shoot it you're like i get it yeah i, I think with my career really beginning in silencers that was really the sales pitch like i can't explain like i can't explain to you the grand canyon right like, it's a big hole in the fucking ground. Who cares? Like, go look at it. Yeah. And I think, you know, my, with silencers, silencers are just a cylinder and it's mostly kind of marketing and bullshit and everybody lies about all the stuff and inside. And, but it, it's, it's just a muffler that goes on your gun. That's all it is. But when people have never shot a gun with a silencer than they do, like there is no sales pitch. That is the sales pitch. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is touch it. Yeah. It's the yeah. experience. Well, what you just said about the silencer thing too. Like, I didn't say anything about silencers. Well, the experience of shooting oh, a silencer. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's like, Jesus. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> have some more coffee, Hold Mr. On. Confrontational. Oh, well, Cause recently, <laughs> uh, what was that you said about Marty Daniel? <laughs> 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 Fuck that guy. We're friends though. Um, but yeah. recently we took a, we can't both have my attitude. <laughs> we were, Tommy there shot can a, only be one. Tommy <laughs> shot a silenced gun for the first time fairly recently. And like, I imagine you had a good time doing so. Yeah. Like it's, and a couple people with us had never shot anything suppressed either. And it's, you see it on TV and we talked about it in earlier episodes where it's, there's a, definitely a disconnect. Like it's not like that, but you shoot it and there, there are certain things like, the honey badger with a trash panda or the mini fix with the trash. Oh, I'm sorry. A thunder chicken. Mm. Like it's mm. almost TV quiet. And it's like, this is insane. It's just a, mm. it, it, it just, I don't, I don't for people. A lot of people love golf, but if golf were incredibly loud and scary and it, it slapped you in the face, every time you hit a golf ball, it would not be as popular. Yeah. And so golf is really like shooting and with a silencer. 
You can talk mm-hmm. to your friends. You can bullshit. It's not scary. There's no explosion in your face. Yeah. Um, I, they, I think you, you can be, also go drinking and driving with no cops on the golf course. I don't think you do that on the flat range. No. Yeah. No. That's, I don't know. That's one reason I like golf. <laughs> can drink and drive at my farm. Fuck the police. Um, <laughs> I think that the whole idea, I mean, it gets, it opens up a whole door for an entirely different discussion, but the idea of like the, it should be so much easier and more accessible to get silencers, especially for new shooters, like taking out, I mean, you it always see so ridiculous. You always see people like, this is a new shooter. They never shot a gun. I'm going to start him with a 22 because it's not intimidating. It's, there's no recoil. It's pretty quiet, whatever. But if you, you could shoot a five, five, six, well, still pretty loud, but like you could shoot 300 blackout with a can, someone that's never shot before you give it to your daughter, your wife, whatever. And they won't, they're not going to wig out. Well, I have, I have several things to say as usual. The fact in this day and age where everyone it feels assaulted by every fucking thing in the world, the fact that we don't recognize firearms as being noise pollution mm. and a risk to your health for hearing, you know, or it's probably, oh my God, like the people actually affected by, yeah, hearing damage is way more than any potential gun violence. Um, but that it's not considered a muffler where every other thing in the world in this country, like we pollution is such a big deal now in every regard, except noise. Fuck that if it's a gun, but you know, every other thing that makes a lot of noise, the government mandates it has a muffler and that we're still being so fucking archaic Mm. that it's not considered that for a firearm. Like you're only going to want that. Like if you have a silencer on your gun, you're definitely going to start shooting your neighbors and their pets. Like it's so (laughs) ass and it's going to make it more effective to do so. That's a soundbite for the well, media. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I, mean, I think there's definitely a missed opportunity with, so the military's transitioning to silencers across the board very slowly, but they're getting there. I mean, I've I been think, hearing it for 20 years, but yeah. Right. But I mean, you know, we talked about in the last podcast, the Marine Corps is actually trying to give every infantry guy a silencer, which is crazy. That. God bless podcast. the Marines. Yeah, it's awesome. But like for law enforcement, local law enforcement with a handgun, like the fact that they're professionals, they are in a professional work environment, OSHA applies to their uh, lifestyle. And so noise pollution and hearing damage, if OSHA were to get involved somehow and, and make that a certified hearing protection or noise pollution, yeah. whatever it's going to be, you know, I think there's an opportunity there to trick, trickle into the civilian market. Well, I would hate the idea of it not being protected by NFA with us having mm-hmm. this nutcase right. in the White House mm-hmm. now. But yeah, I mean, here in this super rich, bougie town of Exeter mm-hmm. that I live in, you know, the fucking cops here shoot skunks in town between the, you know, mm-hmm. the old mansions with uh five, five, six, yeah. no silencers. Yeah. We offered them silence 22 rifles just cause I live here and I wanted to hook them up. Like stop shooting five, five, six at 6am between yeah. houses, idiots. And they turned it down Yeah, and in return asked for us to donate them fixed rifles assholes but. yeah i mean fishing game uses silencers um yeah anybody you know, reasonable anybody reasonable yeah. you know so i think even some places like I, i've watched this like i think he's a professional shooter uh in south africa and i think he was saying like obviously it's different there than here but when you buy a gun it's encouraged that you buy Every, well, it's silencer. an accessory right everywhere else country. in the world where it's easy to obtain fire or mm-hmm. reasonable to obtain firearms silencers are just kind of a given accessory which is the way it should be yeah absolutely um 
Another thing you said that I want to address. Here we go. I five five six being loud. I agree normally. Mm. So on that trip, I took some Surefire there, SoCom can. Yeah, RC. Um, for guys to to try out, and so we had twelve and a half inch. We had this little gun with our new brace on it there. And uh, with the Trash Panda, our titanium 30 caliber silencer with the cherry bomb. And we had some with a Surefire flash hider. Guys wanted to shoot those. That's what they experienced in the military. And so we're hanging out there where we were shooting. And one of the guys picks up one of those guns and he shoots about 20 feet behind me. And I thought he shot a 5.56 without a silencer. It was so fucking loud. Hurt my ears that far away. Scared the shit out of me. I turn around and I'm like, God, that thing sucks. And little Mike from Kilo Tactical, he picked up one of our guns. Maybe this gun, maybe one of the Sugar Weasel versions. 12 and a half inch with the trash pan on it. That gun behind you. Oh, yeah. The, Sugar Weasel. Yeah. No, it was a 5.56 longer one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. A- anyway, it was 100 times quieter. Oh, yeah. You shot it, the 5.56 it with the trash panda? The, the trash panda on 5.56 is unbelievably quiet. Which we had some questions about the uh, lefty that's coming out. Mm-hmm. So it's basically going to be that in stainless steel. Very similar. Probably go a little shorter. But it's literally the Surefire can is terrible back pressure. It's so loud it sucks. And there's a million better silencers for consumer use, including the Trash Panda for 5.56. That's why in your box with the Trash Panda or Thunder Chicken, there's a Cherry Bomb's thread at half 28. That's mm-hmm. to go on your AR. Shoot 5.56 through it. Trust me, it's good. It's really good. So that yeah, we, was that was we, interesting. It's the best demo you can do because everybody's like, oh, it's your fight. It's so good. They got them good lights. They got them. Yeah. They say it's a SOCOM side. We saw it in the military. Now, bam, bam. And then yeah. with the trash panda. So why do you think that is the trash panda versus the Surefire SOCOM? Whatchamacallit? Uh, they use a very simple baffle, which is not very efficient. Mm-hmm. They're inch and a half diameter. Where this is inch and three quarters, yeah. they have an outer tube. So what that do, is doing is increasing your wall thickness. Mm-hmm. So that's shrinking Less your internal, internal volume. volume yeah. So this has almost fifty percent more internal volume, and we even use a larger bore. Obviously, mm-hmm. this has got a bore that's very suitable for thirty caliber, mm-hmm. where they're running a tighter bore, and so you're getting more noise out your action and more noise out the muzzle. They just don't have the volume. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the great thing about the volume is then you don't need, um, you increase the volume. So your pressure is way lower. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't need to be is overbuilt. You know, they can say, Oh, those are built for full of blah, 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 blah. Like you have to build it that tough. If you're reducing the amount of volume, cause your pressure is higher. That means the temperature gets higher in the silencer and it just takes more abuse. This takes far less abuse because we're allowing the gas to expand and more of it to go out the muzzle because we have a larger bore and we have a more efficient baffle design. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Surefires are going on like 10.5-inch, 5.56, mm. 4.16s or whatever it is. Um, other than material selection of the Surefire versus the Trash Panda, is there any other reason to go with the Surefire? I mean, just if you want to be a cool fucking cloner. Mm-hmm. I, and they have to resort to those materials because of the things we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we reduce the internal volume of this by 50%, we would have to resort to some different materials and manufacturing methods so that it would be durable enough to withstand it. And that's what people don't understand. And they need to understand they're, they are handicapping themselves from the beginning. So they're having 
to, to compensate for it with materials and, and different things. Um, we don't have to do that because we thought about the design ahead of time. And, and, and two, I mean, all that is is an ops ink silencer. They put a different mount on. I mean, that's, you know, 35-year-old technology. I mean, they're not – Surefire is a great company. They build great lights, great products. And the, and the Surefire can is fine, but I would never have one other than I wanted to have what the military bought. And it's not one of these instances where it's like, you know, something incredible that the military's developed. Like – Yeah, it did the it- – was sufficient enough for them for the job or for the requirement that they needed. And if you don't write a good requirement, you're not going to get a good product. Right. Yeah. We've talked about in the past. It's like, if you want better, change the requirement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, for the record too, like I shoot my six, five fix with 22 inch barrel through a trash Panda and it's not bad at all. It's like I think it's quieter. So than, good. Yeah. I think it's quieter than shooting five, five, six with a RC two or SoCon, whatever. Yeah. Well, okay. So the back to the hunt for a minute. We went on the hunt. I used uh, the Honey Badger SD and the Sugar Weasel. We shot tons of pigs. It was so fun. It was uh, Ash, Ashcraft. Ashcroft. Ashcraft. Ashcroft. Aviation. Ashcraft Aviation. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Okay. We'll confirm in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> so a little R44. You know, you can have three people with you. So two shooters and a camera guy or three shooters or whatever. It was a great time. We shot... Sh- so many pigs it's beautiful there you're on the water um tons of land it was a great place it's a great time with those guys why don't we get a q helicopter i don't know why don't you just work to, on showing up the podcast on time <laughs> maybe i need to get you a fucking <laughs> helicopter were. to make it here we were. were 12 minutes late i don't think we were i well, also didn't drive that doesn't all. work for a well flight i also plan. don't see a watch on you i got a phone I, you, you should have called somebody the, to get I here sooner. Old, I use the old finger trick on the sun. Explain that. Uh, it doesn't work until the sun's <laughs> going down, but you know the whole, like, yeah, you, yeah. each finger's about 15 minutes. Yeah, the, good, good yeah. talk, bro. I'll fly the Q helicopter. Don't worry. No, yeah, no. The problem is we had no, this conversation won't. before the podcast. That's true. And it but was I, way better. But I genuinely <laughs> want to know your reasoning. It doesn't I get it's cooler to flex. So like, I'm going to get a plane, and you want me. Plane or a jet? Either way. A jet. A jet plane. And you want me to make you the pilot. Yes. Explain to me how this makes sense because you were in the Air Force. That's the only reason. Well, it's in our blood, first of all. Uh, we, we aim high. We fly. We fight. And allegedly, we win. All right. Okay. Well, let's stop you there. Allegedly? Uh, Sometimes. So so how many planes do you fly in the Air Force? In the Air Force? Zero. Okay. <laughs> well, if you, if you had such great pilot potential, why did they let you out of the air force because i wasn't i wasn't a pilot if they knew that i was flying they would have been like no please stay why weren't you a pilot in the air force don't they test you guys yeah well no no they don't just i you know i said listen i'm probably the best pilot you've ever seen but don't worry i'll go build bombs instead i know you guys need need some help doing this i'll go build bombs okay well when q starts making bombs we'll uh i'll help you we'll give you an opportunity put you in charge of that exactly but also if you have a plane, why other than just to flex, why would you go? Because your reasoning before was, I'm going to hire a professional pilot. Yeah, because I, I want to survive. If I go to pilot, if I get my pilot's license, if I go to school, I went to the same school that guy did. So what's the difference between him and me other than I have better hair than him? I'm probably way cooler. And I was in the Air Force. 12 minutes late to a podcast. I, w- that, I didn't drive. See, if I was flying, I would have been here early. 
Hmm. It's the average cost is anywhere from four thousand to fifteen thousand dollars for your private pilot's license. It's forty hours. I could do it in a week. Yeah, that's that's not for a jet rating. It's a private. Oh, I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah, I don't think so. No, you're right. Single yeah, engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but then I do another couple few hours. Couple hey, few hey, hours. Uh, flight school in Hampton. They've got one in in Sanford too. You know, I mean, here's what I tell my kids. It's like if you really wanted it. You'd have already done it or figured it out on your own. Well, you wouldn't come to me of, for money. No, now he has. A, now he has a customer. Yeah, there's exactly there's impetus. Mind. There's this is a, a this was just strategy. like oh this will be a fun hobby. I'll just fly around. Yeah, I, I think it's totally cool for me to buy a seven million dollar plane for you to have a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, wait, before it was a hobby. Now, now it's a job. Exactly, and you don't have Potential. to buy the plane if you ha- see. It, you'd be better off having the pilot because then you just rent out the plane. You don't have to do any of the, You don't have to pay for any of the maintenance. You don't have to store it. Nothing. Sure. You just have the pilot sure. in your pocket. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Seems. Gosh, you got it figured out. I used to build aircraft motors. You did? You don't want to be in an aircraft. No. More I than agree. you have to be. I have been in an aircraft <laughs> so much in my life. Yeah. I did learn to fly single engine. So yeah, I mean, I could on do my it. own. I, I didn't. I didn't wait for somebody to give it to me. Well, yeah, I'm sure I could just go figure it out. I'm sure you could. But they all fly themselves now. Yeah, it's yeah. easy. Yeah. All right. So, if someone sent me to flight school, Jesus <laughs> Christ, it's not that bad. I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it, and I'm gonna show up and say, "Hey, Kevin, yeah, I've that? got my pilot's license. Adam and I are gonna go fly, and nope. we're gonna bring Tommy." Nope. Well, we'll see you when you get there. <laughs> okay. Have, have fun on Delta. We gotta get a pilot on the podcast. Set the record. We have straight. to get a pilot just in general. <laughs> <laughs> do you think if we have a pilot on the podcast? He can just that like, doesn't make you a pilot. He can just teach. You <laughs> <laughs> can just teach me, and then I'm good. Yeah, I was in the Air Force. I talked this to mentality. Him pilot. I good. sat next to him. I know what he did. Come yeah. on, that's the, what is it? Osmosis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just lean up against him. Yeah. It's all good. All right. Well, we, I'm getting pissed off. So let's move along. <laughs> well, you talked about the trash panda for a second. We get the question all the time. Yeah. What? what how many rounds? What's the life cycle of a trash panda? Yeah, and I think it's all firing schedule. People think titanium. You can shoot the titanium silencers on short barrels, and cherry bomb being like a sacrificial blast chamber, stainless steel is way better. Like if this thing touches 800 degrees, it doesn't disintegrate. You know, titanium is stronger at ambient temperature. At 800 degrees, loses most of its strength. Um, but you don't get to 800 degrees instantly. I would. Like I, I actually don't even know if I have a ten and a half inch five five six right now, but I have these twelve inch guns. Like, I don't even honestly don't even care about getting the lefty now because I don't. This is like yeah. all I do, and this thing is just as light. This is going to be a little longer than the lefty is. Um, but yeah, I'm not going out there. I'm all about making wild claims, but I'm going to not make any wild claims and say that these people that are asking aren't high-speed operator um, at the range every day, but mm. the average person is not going to even touch the end of the lifespan of a, of a, of their silencer. Like, you're no. really going out there and shooting thousands of rounds every I mean, single day. you wear this thing out, we cut off your yeah. baffle core, and we re-weld a new one to your mount that's engraved. Yeah. Like, I welcome you to wear this out on a 10-inch 5.56. Go, go bananas. Yeah. Let's see it. Like, I, I, Fine. I'll get yeah. I'll give you a new baffle core. We'll yeah. take care of you. Whatever. People ask about cleaning them a lot too. They clean themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly right. You don't need to clean a rifle silencer. You know, there's just so much stuff. Whether it's the flow through shit and you know that stuff's loud. It's heavy. It's not durable. Um, 
there's some aspects to it that could make sense, but just overall thinking, oh, flow through technology, what's that mean? We use a larger bore than normal. It's a 30 caliber plus bore on a 5.56. That's flow through in and of itself, right out the bore. So all you're trying to do is reduce the shit that comes out the ejection port into your face. And this accomplishes that by having huge volume and a large bore, you know, vented baffles. It is flow through just because we don't advertise it as flow through and, you know, OSS, they have baffles. No matter what they say, those are fucking baffles. You can rename it all you want. Still a baffle. Um, the fireball that comes out of those things too is pretty wild. Like I think people just, yeah, it, it, and it may marketing. be a lack of education on everyone's part, but like I think people when they think of getting, I'm gonna get my first can, they're just focused on sound reduction, or they're just focused on one aspect of it. Oh, mm-hmm. I just want sound reduction, or I just want whatever. And I don't think they like a, a very large reason for a suppressor is flash mitigation, and with those flow throughs, and you get this massive fireball at the end, like. But is it for consumers? No, like, I don't think it is for consumers. But I mean, but that, that's the thing people get into. Okay, uh, w- is this full auto rated? Do you have a full auto? What about flash? Are you shooting at night a lot? Right. Um, you know, there's just practical things. And, and I think there's so much bullshit marketing and silencers. And partly because of what I touched on earlier, it's just a cylinder with some stuff in it. So you have to make stuff up to make it sexy until someone shoots it. And focusing on one aspect, the Surefire can, for instance, you know, they get carbon lock with those. The mounting system is not optimum. And in their manual, if it gets carbon lock stuck on there, you, you disengage the latch, you fire a live round, you launch the can, you go pick it up. Yeah. You just, That's bullshit. Yeah, you just reposted a video of uh, Slade from GBRS Group. I think it was Slade shot one down, down range. And I assume it was just to take it off. I don't think it just failed on him. But, yeah, that's a little scary to me. I mean, it's just, it's just bad design and engineering. And and so for me, like, what do I think the future of silencers are? I mean, why are we so popular? White claw, huh? Was that watermelon? (laughs) What you got? Tangerine? Little tangerine. tangerine. Get after it. Um, he weighs 120 pounds, so they work. Um, (laughs) (laughs) what'd you say? 134 and a half. Damn, (laughs) Ain't no way. I mean, he's a. That's a size double zero gene he's got on. 33. <laughs> no way. Must be with a 1911 appendix or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, taking all these things into consideration, what's a simple mount? How do we keep the mounts minimal cost? How do we make the thing, the things that are important? I don't want to notice the silencer on the gun until I shoot and it's quiet. And yeah, whether it's back pressure, sound reduction, flash, flash mitigation, all of these factors, that's what we're trying to incorporate. Like trying to be the quietest. Can we build the quietest? Yeah. But where's the quietest? Is it at your ear or is it at mill standard or is it 10 meters forward of the muzzle? Um, you, you know, I'm just, I think we're beyond, playing those sorts of games yeah. it's like the the i sh- have shot enough silencers to know I, I want everyone to have a good experience when they shoot with a silencer and that's kind of what we design towards and and so a lot of this fucking nonsense i don't see too many of our silencers getting broken if you break one you get a new one 
or we fix yours. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? You guys touched on it a little bit too before um, about direct thread versus quickie mount, that kind of thing. And before I worked at Q, I had the idea of, I was kind of in the same camp of like, quick detach is really cool, like the Surefire collar, like Trilog and all that stuff. And I remember very vividly within my first like week or two, Nick saying, yeah, but once you like, once you put a can on it, you're never going to just buy multiple cans. You're never going to take the, the can off. Yeah. And that's so it's so real. All, all like, that is to seem cool. Like guys in the military Yeah, and them doing it. I mean, I remember when we were doing, we won a 338 contract about 10 or 12 years ago and they wanted fast attach. And it's like for their sniper rifles to shoot a fucking mile. It's like, why in the world would you want fast attached? That's never a thing. We're only going to use a silencer 20% of the time. I was like, all right, well, you're the one out there shooting people, not me, but I'm calling bullshit. And that's exactly what happened. They use them 100% of the time. Yeah. And, but they still have a fast attached mount. They have all that weight, that extra shit. We could have eliminated a whole tolerance stack by just tapering the barrel, putting the silencers on there, you know, and... And so you got guys that go 15 years having fast attached silencers when they never needed it. And part of that is the relationship with companies and, and these organizations, you, you know, and establishing that kind of trust. Um, I think the only reason to use a fast attached silencer as a civilian, or, um, some states you can own a silencer, but you can't hunt with it, right? So maybe you want to use your brake in the woods when right. you're hunting. Versus a bear muzzle or something like that. Yeah. Well, I I like this. I I tend to use the trash panda even more than like the half Nelson, which Mm -hmm. I love because it depends on what I'm doing. But I I, I tend, I can move this from a 308 to a 556 Mm -hmm. very easily. Yeah. And that makes it beneficial for me. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Because I don't, I mean, I've got, you know, probably 10 guns that I shoot a fair amount and, and, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to have ten silencers. I guess I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I, I move. I do move my silencers around some, and that that's the only thing. But if I had like the old AAC mount or the Surefire mount or any of these other companies where they have a four ounce, you, you know that, uh, um, what are they called? Um, dead air where they have that that chemo or whatever that mm. big fucking heavy eight ounce mount. Mm-hmm. I would never do that, but that's why we designed this. The cherry bombs is lighter, lighter than an A2 flash hider, and you don't have a secondary latch and all these other parts, and you know that doesn't get stuck on there. It's just very simple and easy. Um, so I use that. Yeah. All right. So let's turn it up a little bit. <laughs> turn it up. So I watched something last night that reminded me of many things. Of me, hopefully. It did because I have a question for you. <laughs> okay, who? Since you're in a band, I heard. Are you benched now? I don't know. No. Did they find a new. No, I only got benched. Y'all got a new basis? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I can move on. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, who personifies rock and roll to you? Oh, man. Ooh, the greatest like rock star ever is Keith Richards. Wrong. What about you, Adam? Oh, okay. Because I know it's surprising mm-hmm. why you like, like fucking death metal. Yeah. Well, I like everything. Yeah, okay. I don't know an answer. I don't don't? Know. Oh, you no. like all music? Name, Tom, name every song in the world. Tom, <laughs> Tommy will agree with my my choice. Well, if you're going to tell me Prince. Prince. Yeah, it's Prince. It's absolutely Prince the, not Prince. Prince is the greatest artist of all time. No. But, that's, I didn't but, fucking say Prince. 
You said Prince. I did not say Prince. No, El- no. Elvis or Johnny Cash? No. Idiots. They are? Idiots. Elvis is pretty cool. Johnny Cash just talked. All right. Well, well, who is it, Kevin? So I'm going to preface this, too. Who, it's Keith Richards, but who is it? Who? Oh, well, I'm gonna, okay, shift gears one more time, kind of. Who's your dream woman? Dream woman? Yeah. Oh, I mean, God. you or man, whatever. Well, I don't know about dream man off the top of my head. Dream woman? Oh, man. I don't know. Do you have one? Yeah, my wife. Oh. Smart answer. <laughs> That's my, like, I actually have mine. Like, Ivana, she is. But if she if she got hit by a bus tomorrow, you know who mine is, and it covers both categories. Oh, he'd afford. I feel like Joe. that is very close because she was also in the Runaways. But 1981 Joan Jett Ooh. is the greatest rock star. And if I had a time machine and Ivana left, I would convert her to liking men or me. The but early like she is she personifies rock and roll. She is the greatest rock star of all time. Tommy okay. disagrees. Yeah, he disagrees. Joan Jett, are you serious? Who's corny. your pick? Greatest rock star of all time. Yeah, Keith Richards. Dave Grohl. Ooh, Who? Dave, Dave Grohl. Grohl yeah. He's just like the coolest really? dude ever. I loved. Him. He's legit. Tommy and I have. Is that rock and roll? Intoxicated. Yeah, it's rock he and played roll. drums for Nirvana, which wasn't was rock and joke. roll. Okay. No, I mean, well, it wasn't. I just was think it? rock it's star grunge. like it's grunge, yeah. Joan Jett's not. I feel she was like a chick like Sid and Nancy were her best friends. She gives no fucks. Dave Grohl played great voice. Every she, instrument like yeah. attacked every song. I feel yeah, like Dave Grohl I like, is. I, a, I like Tina. He's Wayne an incredible too. artist. He's yeah. one of the best artists. Well, Foo Fighters' first album, but he he is not the greatest right. rock star yeah. of all time. He's pretty damn close. He ain't Joan. Go Jett. read. Go read Keith Richards' book. And tell me he's not the greatest. Rock Keith star of Richards all time. is probably one of the greatest personalities of all time, but yeah, quite. The, you you okay? Out? What happened? Yeah, right. blacked out in the booth. Book oh, a book in your next flight. But so yeah, <laughs> uh, next flight class. Yeah. Um, do you see? I understand why you're saying Joan Jett, but I feel like it's a facade. Can I be honest and say I don't know who Joan Jett is? Joan Jett. You don't. <laughs> oh okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Tommy. Um, Tommy's a I li- I, See, I... He got turned. I like Tina yeah. Weymouth. See, Joan Jett Joan does Jett. that to you. Joan Jett's like so overtly like telling you, oh, I'm punk. We get it. Like, I don't like how poignant she is. Nirvana was like, That's oh, ridiculous. Grunge. Did you know Lita Ford was in <laughs> The Runaways with Joan Jett before Joan Jett went solo? I didn't know that, no. Yeah. Do you like Tina Weymouth? Who's that? Talking Heads. Oh. Uh, meh. I, I think she's talking. It's it's like right. if it's talking heads, like I, I didn't know there. Was yeah, but a she's kid, like they cool, and then they did weird. the they did yeah, the super weird. I don't know. I don't like that I liked, European weird. I shit. liked early like early nineties Dolores O'Riordan, like from the Cranberries. I thought she was so cool. She, yeah, she was wonderful. Yeah, the Cranberries were great, and she died like a rock star too. Got, oh, she did. Got too lit in the bathtub and drowned. Oh, rip! That's tragic. Yeah, it's a little sad. All right, well. So, you're wrong about a lot Keith of things. Keith Richards. All right. All right. Um, Will there be braces for 8-6? There already is one. Well, I just... People always ask, like, yeah, well, do the, I have to in, form in, my... In the, well, if you got a, if you bought a rifle, a fixed rifle, 
you are going to have to form it to put a shorter barrel on it. Right. You can't just stick a brace on a rifle and it be a pistol. Only the other way around because the ATF is very logical. Well, but are we going to sell... 8.6 will probably launch as the 12 and some change inch barrel with a brace. Right. But for yes. people who do want to just get the barrel... 16-inch barrel? 16-inch. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't know we were doing a 16-inch 8.6. All right, fuckers. I got my glasses on so I can see my notes. We can get through some stuff. See your nose? I can see through your bullshit better now, too. No bullshit. Which I here. really didn't need these for that. No bullshit here. <laughs> anyway, this was pretty interesting. Someone wanted to know how they could get a blue cheek riser for their fixed rifle. Oh. What's your answer, Adam? Buy a three on their gun or on a gun they already own? On a gun they already own. Donate something to Sock F, send us proof, and we'll send it to you. That is a great answer. I like that answer. Yeah. You, you got mm-hmm. a different one, Jay? No, that was better than anything I could have come up with. Or FPC. Your choice. Your choice. Oh yeah, you can send us a bunch of booze. Yep. So you can. Adam is the CEO and he's very professional. So you can donate to these charities that fight for gun rights and for you know benefits for wounded veterans, or you can send us booze. So any of those things probably get you a little cheek risers. What I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jay? You agree with that? Thumbs up. There, Thumbs Top up. Gun. Yeah. You want to send me to flight school too? Yeah. I'll get you uh, a cheek okay. riser. So we, we oh, got that's it. a good point. Yeah. Yeah, that's legit. Give yeah, me some that, classes to flight school, and I will give you a cheek riser. I would rather have bourbon, honestly. You don't have to fly. Hampton Airfield in New Hampshire has flight school classes. Yep, and Sanford, Maine. You're really hooked on Sanford, Got 20 Maine. Bucks. Well, it's like I'm like equidistant. 20 right bucks says he can't pass. 20, 20 bucks? bucks? Yeah. 100 bucks says he can. Okay. Yeah. Are you, I'll take it. $2,000 says he can. Yeah, Tommy knows me. I know you, too. Yeah, you know me, too. I just said you would. I know. But honestly, I need to look at the curriculum. If they have, uh, like, if you're late three times, you're booted out. I'm totally in this. Okay. So we bombed Syria, and a Syrian shot up a grocery store. Yeah. So it's definitely AR-15. Definitely fault. guns' fault. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I don't know. I mean, it sucks. Like, that's a, that's a tough one. But I don't know. Are they? Uh, he he drove there in a um, Chrysler caravan. Oh, are, are, are we gonna are we gonna ban those? He was already on the FBI's because radar too. minivans will hold a lot of guns. I feel like we should ban those. Yeah. Fuck soccer moms. Like Biden, like pull your head out of your ass. Jay has got the soccer moms <laughs> handle. You get rid of those minivans because they carry uh, ammo and firearms. Yeah, douchebag. It's funny how the conversations aren't what they should be. No, no, it's also all such bullshit. I love my favorite part was that the same voices that were screaming about defunding and and disbanding disbanding police mm. last night on the news were saying we need to they were join us in mourning this this great hero the the officer that died like you're the same people that a few months ago were saying all cops are bad get rid of them all of a sudden just yeah, we 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 become a society of extremes and knee jerk reactions. Be and consistent. Just that's all I sucks. ask. Just be consistent. If you have a position, that's awesome. If you hate all cops, good for you. You better always hate all cops. Don't change every day. I don't know. I don't hate all of anything. Well, I, I personally do not love law enforcement, and I would rather them never come to my house again. I will handle shit that goes on here. Thank you very much. But you're consistent. But, yeah. And my dad's a cop. I don't want cops coming to my house. Yeah. yeah. That's just a natural. Your my dad, dad's also your a cop. Your dad's awesome to me. I've been. I've, and your dad, he sells me in my weed. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally a joke. 
No, I don't I'm smoke weed, but boat. if I did, I would get it from Jay's dad. I mean, what just fucking dad, look at him. What is your dad doing, man? He is the commander for Maine Drug Enforcement Agency. Access, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah. No. No, I'm um, the same way. I don't want cops coming to my house, and I don't really want to get... I get pulled over fairly frequently, and I... Why? Because of how you look? I think it's racial profiling. Yeah. He's late, so he's speeding. So. That's true. It's racial profiling. Yeah. Adam. Yeah. Would the current honey badger... Mm-hmm have won the LVAW contract over the MCX. I think so. I think it, it would. It's it's uh the twist rates are equivalent now. Yep. At the 1 and 5, so we hit that accuracy requirement. Um definitely hit the sound requirement. It's significantly lighter. Pounds um, lighter. It's uh still uh more reliable if not more reliable. Yep. So yeah, I definitely think it would. Yeah, I concur. Yeah. All right. I like even that. compared to the current uh, MCX, yeah. not the LVW MCX, but the current one with all the improvements. I still think the Honey Badger is better oh, for the intended purpose. Yeah, I saw. I don't. I'm assuming it was you that responded to the comment, but it was a, probably a couple months ago. But people were referring to that MCX, the LVAW MCX, as just the gun, the LVAW. And I think it was you that responded. Was like LVAW was a was a program, mm-hmm. like, and I, I like that. Yeah. People kind of misconstrued. Ask me how I know. Oh, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause Maybe those, I was there and helped name it. Those guns didn't say LVAW on the side of them. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, that's what I thought. All right. And for those listening, yes. 8.6 does not go in the minifix for the 400th time. Mm-hmm. It, it goes in a 308 magazine and a short action. Not a long action. It is 300 blackout for 308 base guns. Period. Hey, also, while we're here, mm. um, we've talked about it before, and I get people are just trying to reach out however they can, but if you have a question on like orders, ETAs, things like that, go to the go to info at livecurediet.com. Send Jen an email. Like, If I have a oh, question they, about... Oh, they shouldn't text me? No, don't yeah. text. And don't, I don't ask Target in their DMs like, hey, you guys got any <laughs> underwear in stock? Like, <laughs> Why would you go to our DMs on... I? I feel like it's because we're active and we respond to people, Mm -hmm. but that kind of stuff, not being a dick, but we can't help you go to, go to the, through the proper channels. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we can help you, but we're going to go through those same channels. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just adds confusing, confusion, complexity, and and it makes it harder for everyone. I mean, for, for people watching, I do not own a computer. I don't even own a computer. He just found out about YouTube last year. Yeah. I have no access to our intranet. I can't look up your order. I'm never going to do it. I don't care to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if the place is on fire, I can help with something. Other than that, like, I don't even have a computer. I'm yeah. not looking your damn order up. For the best customer service experience, go to info at livecurediet.com. Don't go through... Don't DM us on Facebook and Instagram and wait for us to give you half-assed response while we're chasing down the real answer, and then we forget to get back to you because we have a hundred other DMs to answer. Right. Go straight to info. Jen will hook you up with the answer. If she doesn't know the answer, she knows exactly who to ask. Yeah. If you just want to shoot the shit, and that's what you're like, that yeah, I, that's yeah. cool. Be in the DMs. Meet Jay with that, at flight class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You come to flight class. We'll t- I'll answer all your questions. Yeah, or just Jay at livecuredie.com. Ah, here we go. Did you, did yeah. you see this new? A little piece of swag I got here. I did see that. See is that, that a new shirt? Geronimo with the fix. I like new that. shirt. He's got some nice hands. Yeah, I think it's one of the girls at the office did the hands right. <laughs> um, 
so yeah so allegedly these are going to be on the website now right now by the time this airs so i like it it's cool native american representation you guys get off your asses we'll even have some posters and stuff of this this was a cool piece of art Mm -hmm. yep very good uh what else what else so we're gonna have so we're turning this marketing department up a little bit it's getting turned yeah we have a drone now have a drone. Fucking We're going to have some new swag. We're going to have some hoodies. Going to have some hats. We're going to have some shit, or I am going to flip this motherfucking table. You hear me there, Captain? Yeah. I'm Hold listening on. to Hold you. <laughs> okay, go for it. I'm listening to you. I'm in charge of I zero pulled a shirts. Hammy yesterday. I slammed at the skate park. It was very hard. It's not fun anymore. Uh, it's fun till I fall. That's what I mean. I mean, it was, like, I, it, was, it was like the hand of God body slam yesterday. It was. Hit a little wet spot in the pool, and bam! Fortunately, it was in the transition. I did not hit my head, but I have some incredible bruising going on underneath these clothes. Let me just assure you. I mean, I could show if you if you're really interested. I'll okay. take a look. All right. Um, all right. Somebody else had a question about life cycle of the Honey Badger operating spring. What would you say? Uh, 5,000 rounds. 5,000? Yeah, yeah, I would say five to 10,000 rounds. I mean, yeah. typically, most small arms, your recoil or operating springs are 5,000 yeah. round life. Yeah. And I don't think people realize that. They are is cool. You get that big giant spring and and everything, so you, you typically can can go along with that. Mm-hmm. But that's the most significant one I know. Yeah, I mean, the, the recoil spring in the Honey Badger takes a, a pretty quick set, you know, to mm-hmm. its, you know, I don't want to call it its final length or something like that, but it yeah. does it does break in relatively quickly and then it stays strong for yeah. you know quite a while. Yeah. yeah. Along those same lines, mm. carriers. Carriers. Mm. People ask about the like our carriers in general and whether mm. we make them or anything like why, that. Why why do people ask that, you think? I don't like, know. Well, I when think, people say, Oh, you're a carrier, who makes them? Do you make them? Like, well, I get yeah. that a lot. Like yeah, I don't Nevesky know. or people, Arrow. People like to have spares of shit. And if they <coughs> buy an extra one, then yeah. they're gonna do that. You think that's what it is? And there Must was be. that there was the craze of like the nickel boron thing and everything. Like there was a there was a period of time where people cared a lot about their carrier. Mm-hmm. I mean, the carrier is kind of bullshit. It's it's like, here's the situation with the carrier. So Stoner designed the carrier in the 50s and then early 60s when he had limited alloys and he had to use a lot of different processes, honing, honing and grinding and then hard chrome and stuff that we don't need now. Stoner wouldn't do it the same way if he were doing it now with alloys and manufacturing methods. Um, so we keep running into this. And so we're designing our own and we needed advantages. We needed to be able to, there's several things we needed outside processing is a bitch. Mm -hmm. So if we need to send it for hard chroming, grinding and honing because EPA OSHA is getting involved in all this stuff as well. So it makes it more difficult. It causes lag time and it's not the way it would be done. Like the MCX carrier, it's not done that way because we have modern alloys and manufacturing techniques and it wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. And we end up with a better carrier, I think, in the MCX. Um, so that's what we're taking on now because we also want to be able to do a honey badger in full auto and 5.56. So we've designed a manufacturing carrier, which you guys are aware of, and it's in two pieces and allows us to do the back piece mm-hmm. in different materials and also add anti-bolt bounce stuff for 5.56 and full auto and things like that. Um, so that's an improvement and we'll be able to hold tolerances better and without relying on outside processes, which at times can be a huge clusterfuck and bottleneck. 
Well, not just the process, but just like us designing our own trigger, it's a supply chain strategy where now we're not buying an AR-15 bolt carrier from a vendor that makes them for 10 to 100 different companies. Now we're making parts to our print uh, that are specific to us. It can be any vendor who doesn't have these specific processes in place. So now we're not limited to that, and we'll be able to get parts more consistently. Yeah, because once I realize, I mean, with with some of the parts that we get from vendors, I have concerns because I know... There's there's a company with a, a tall fellow with a mullet that I don't like that is, um, you know, stamps their bolt and carriers MP mag particle testing and you know, we know that their machine wasn't even hooked up for years and they're just stamping it like just because you see a stamp on there, mm-hmm. I don't know it's being mag particle tested and that's a military requirement that's not necessarily something that you need, um, but was a requirement and part of that's due to the manufacturing process and alloys and the secondary processing of the product. So they would mag particle test it. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times people ask these questions and don't even really know why they're asking, but if it's the mill spec, there's certain things about the mill spec that I think are important, but for today's time and the average consumer, not all of it. I also think, uh, a lot of people, especially people who are newer into guns, I think they think that mill spec is like a quality level, not a drawing, basically. Absolutely. Not a set of tolerances. Yeah. That's so, always been the case. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's true. Um, hmm. All right. We covered that. Uh, you know, somebody asked me about the drawback of using the short rail on the fix. It looks ugly. <sighs> You're dumb. Um, <laughs> Yeah, maybe it doesn't look as cool. Like if the mini fix handguard on a 16-inch. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. ugly. No, no, they're talking about the top rail. The Because uh, oh, on, okay. yeah. Yeah, on my gun. So yeah, I don't yeah. use the full-length rail. The full-length rail, it makes the handguard stiffer. Mm-hmm. But for me, if I'm not using inline night vision, you know, I, I carry the gun a lot, spot and stock. Like, to me, just ergonomically, I don't like it as much. And I don't really use a bipod a ton or load it for my hunting. So I, I don't particularly care about the handguard being stiffer. Um, and I like the ergonomics of holding the handguard. If I want to mount inline thermal, then I just use one little rail section on top of the QSIR handguard. Um, you know, for, I, I think I have three fixed rifles and two of them have this short rail. It, it's what I tend to prefer now, but if we're going like we're going to go in, in June to that ranch and spend a week shooting a ton out to 1500, I'll put a full length top rail cause I'll use a bipod and be loading it. And so I want, we're going to shoot so far. I want every advantage I can get, but that's the only time I want the full length top rail is if I'm using a lot of inline night vision or I'm loading a bipod a, a ton cause it makes the handguard a little stiffer. What about you? I mean, you reduce weight using the short yeah, one too. I'd, I'd be curious to see what the difference is at a thousand or 1500 yards with both top rails because the short top rail is still connected to the handguard. Yeah. You know, it's still bridging that gap. The handguard is still uh, clamped to the receiver with the pinch and the draw screw. Like yeah. It's very stiff as it is. Oh yeah. 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 That's a good point. Yeah. The, the difference. Cause I think like, I think Colin. I thought it was a good question. A, I think Colin has a short rail on his, and I have a long rail on mine. And I've never even thought about the difference. Like, I, if there's any different. I mean, we're not shooting that far. To me, but. the only difference is: are you putting something else in front of your scope? If yeah. not, then just use a short top rail. Yeah. But again, we'll see in June when we're shooting at that distance, or if somebody else knows. 
hit us up in the comments. But that's another thing that you brought up too is the the bipod loading and stuff like that. I'm like you just said it's it's pretty sturdy as it is, mm. but like we both primarily shoot prone and loading the bipod like in the the yoga mat that we have. Yeah. And I wonder if he, there's any difference that obviously we're both I, shooting different guns, I don't know. But. I mean, there is difference. It's going to flex more, yeah. Yeah. but it depends on how much you load the bipod, how far right. you're shooting. Um you know, if you want the most rigid thing, use the full-length top rail. I mean, we ship the guns with the full-length top rail. The short one is an option. And, you know, over time, it's what I've migrated to for hunting. Yeah, if you're shooting off a bipod or something, then or a uh, tripod, sorry, yeah. then, yeah, short top rail for sure. Yeah, because yeah, I tend to mount it back mm-hmm. to the uh, the tripod where the bipod's always out at the end of the handguard. I usually use the tripod mm-hmm. closest to the receiver, so it doesn't affect it as much. Yeah. That's um, a good question. The what's the mega fix, Jay? Are we doing a mega fix? Well, I don't know. What is it? Uh, isn't it just a longer action fix? You yeah, know, stuff like three hundred win mag, magnum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so basically, half inch longer, beefed up. So we'll, fix. we'll we'll see if we do it. Yeah, someday. I think there's I mean, more important projects ahead of it. <sighs> I want it. I know no, you, for sure, definitely. But what would you want? It, or do you just? I know you want it for the the ability to do whatever you want. 300 win mag. mag. Would you rather have that or the thing we're currently working on? Depends on the day. Mm. Like you're asking me at a tough time. (laughs) Well, I think like I'm in Africa right now when this when this is out when this comes out. So I would rather have that 300 win mag, 16 inch barrel, mega fix, so I could shoot some big fucking animals. But also, you're going to use that the other thing all the time. I'm sure all the time. Um, we talked about eight six. Oh, eight eight six goes in the standard fix. It's a three oh eight base. So, um, yeah, that's actually a very common question people keep asking about. Yeah, I, I don't know why it's confusing. But I don't think that people realize that six five and three oh eight have the same diameter case as well. Yeah, and the same length. Six five and three oh eight are the same. Eight six right. is the same for those. Yeah, eight six is three hundred blackout for three oh eight based guns, short right. actions. And eight six is using a six five Creedmoor case right and short and ca- i mean it, it could be a 308 shortened case but yeah. we just started with 65 it had a couple advantages with the taper and shit yeah. but it, we could have done either what else unrelated uh, yeah uh what shoes you've been running kevin because you were on the shoes. ultima boot yeah shoes <sighs> you were on the ultima boots for the a while but Alt- I saw first of all kevin's not running anywhere well what rock, the hell is that supposed to mean i'm a fucking specimen <laughs> yes <laughs> you a, are i am a unit i am a stud i have been training I will challenge any of you guys to any physical activity right now. When's the um, last time you ran, and how far did you go? Yesterday. Did you get up after Three you slammed miles. and run it oh, off? Yeah. Like, oh, nice. You have a treadmill or something? No. No? You no. run the streets? Run the Doing woods road like work. a fucking Tarzan, <laughs> like an animal. Um, but with shoes on. Took a, took a slam yesterday. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I just, you were. The Ultima boots. Yeah, I mean, I wear were, vans if I'm going skating. If yeah. not, I'm wearing the boots to make sure they're broken in for my upcoming trip that i'll leave for in like a week um what are you gonna shoot in africa animals or guns both i'm taking uh my little baby right there and she's in six five right now with a 16 inch proof barrel um with a jumbo shrimp and my other gun is a 16 inch 308 proof something i got another barrel 16 inch 308 barrel and it's got my little you know my johnny face um trash panda on there that I, I take everywhere hunting with me. And I'll take it. Hornady hooked me up with uh, ammo for both. So, um, Lil Pold sent me that scope. I'm kind of hyped on um, the Mark V. 
So I'm going to use that. I've got um, on my 308 gun, I've got my 1 to 8 Swarovski Z8i, and I'll use it. Um, That's my next optic. That's Swarovski. Yeah. It's good for just like general shooting and hunting. Yeah. I like it the best. Um, but I'm excited to try this one out. I mean, Leopold's been super awesome to me lately. They sent me some of those Delta Point Pros. They sent me that for the Africa trip. I'm going to use it. Um, people love that scope. Yeah. And I think it's maybe the best scope Leopold's ever done. So, I'll, you know, it's what, 3.6 to 18 Mark V? Yep. 35 yeah. millimeter tube. The HD. Um, the only problem with, with that is you're limited in rings and mounts and they didn't have any good rings because typically they're using like worn stuff and it's big and heavy and goofy but that's a badger ordnance mount which is okay and i generally like using one piece mounts but they sent me some Leopold sent me uh some low profile lightweight rings with that they're super nice i was tempted to swap it out but i'm probably not going to at this point because i'll leave soon i think that's my next optic the mark 5 hd I, I like it i'll let you know when i come back if i hate it i'll give it to you yeah um do you guys care about focal plane at all? Like, are you? A yeah, I, I do. I, yeah. do. I, I like it better. But first. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Why? I just like the fact that I feel like there's less you have to do in your head yeah. uh, with your optic growing with magnification, like second focal oh. plane. I think you have to, I think yeah, the rule of thumb is people zero it cranked and then all your holds are off of that. Like mm-hmm. if you change it, things are different yeah so, so it's a little easier to do less math yourself yeah. um and then animal wise so i'm super excited about i don't have a kudu skull mount mm. and um so i'm gonna shoot a kudu and warthog bless buck water but i mean we'll see whatever yeah. steps out that's interesting and kudu are awesome i'm gonna do but you know it's pretty cool because it, it's actually a hunting show we're going with field ethos and so there's uh, like two professional like camera people or crews i don't know even sure um so it's all going to be documented very well so i'm kind of excited about that um and, and so I'll, I'll go to georgia a few days early i'm going to train up as much as i can i w- would have liked to have devoted more time to it but i got to make the longest shot with the shortest barrel so yeah. So there's six of us going, six shooters. So, um, they put they post really cool stuff. Yeah. Ethos. Like, yeah. I didn't follow them before on my personal, and then just the Q Instagram follows them, and I see every time I go on Q's Instagram, I see that they pop up. I'm like, man, they post the coolest stuff. Yeah, they it's good. they do a lot of interesting stuff, and uh, yeah, topics, products, um, experience. They're cool, man. Um, but I'm I'm pumped for the hunt. Uh, you know, I'm just excited to get out there. Anytime I can get out there and, you know, we're going to be on half a million acres, basically, uh, no fenced land. Um, just, I mean, it's all, I, I try, I'm just so excited because Africa was shut down for a year, so I haven't been. But I'm at the age and experience level now where I know the exciting stuff are things that I'm not planning for. You know, I can decide, like, whatever animal I want to shoot, I can go shoot whatever I want. It never ends up being the thing that's the most interesting or inspiring or exciting or or the best experience. So I'm just, I just can't fucking wait to get there and ride around and, you know, some spot and stalk and, you know, just hang out with, you know, some of your buddies and try to kill some shit, you know. That was something Kill some stuff we're going to eat and... Yeah, my mom asked me, she's like, does Kevin ever get bored doing that? Like, just hunting all the time? Like, 
he has the ability to hunt whatever he wants, wherever he wants. So like there's no, and she doesn't, she never hunted or anything. And I was like, you don't, you experience things when you hunt that you'll never experience anywhere else. Even if you're not shooting anything, just the things you'll see or you'll never see it anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, imagine I, I can't explain it, but, um, if you're not into hunting, I mean, it's just ignorance. If you're not into hunting, you don't know, but being out in the wild, it's like, imagine if you went to target and it's like, it could like a brawl could break out or, you, you know, there's a bunch of wild animals and like, you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, I thought you said a bra bra. Yeah. yeah a big bra like, breaks bra out. Could break. I guess. A brawl. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just, just, I think to me, it, it's like a lot of life is just so predictable and you anticipate it and it's not surprising and I have to look for ways to make things interesting and you know it's probably why I'm so willing to risk and stuff but that is one thing when you're out in the wild like we can walk out in the woods here but whatever but in places like that I mean you know you never know I mean last well two years ago now when I was there and we were stalking a kudu you know we had a freaking uh a mamba like three feet from us at one point and i was horrified like i was so scared and then we were uh going after uh i don't remember maybe a wildebeest and we happened upon uh a track of a 17 foot rock python that we ended up stumbling upon and just like all these little things that yeah. you know you're just not gonna see here yeah, and you don't plan for it no it just happens yeah. are pythons dangerous from like a biting standpoint or they just wrap you up no well i, I mean when they bite they don't let go if i think it, no yeah. well, if they bite you no it's generally the infection from the bite so if you don't have access to like antibiotics or something that mm. you could get sick and die from because there's like all the rotten meat and stuff in their mouth um but a 17 foot one's like 250 300 yeah. pounds yeah like it could kill, I mean, kill you, but you know, the, it'll eat your children and stuff. Yeah. So you got to watch that. Um, like Mike, Tyson. I don't know. It's like the little part of your brain though. You're just terrified the yeah. entire time. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I'm not going to talk a lot of more about it because they're like protected <laughs> in Africa and you're, <laughs> you're not supposed to grab a hold of them or anything. Yeah. But, um, I've seen some shit. Um, so, so that trip should be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I can't wait to report on that, but just that experience too. Yeah, I, I, I can't, you know, me not growing up hunting and having the ability now being so fortunate to be able to go on like a lot of these very interesting hunts and, and just incredible parts of the world. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean. There's a lot of cool stuff going on for Q just in general. Like oh, so much. Marketing's getting, we're doing a bunch of cool stuff like this. We're doing this. We get a bunch of cool guests. We're going to have a bunch of cool products, cool merchandise, just everything. Hiring I know. people. Mm-hmm. Our... our our sponsor, Tactical Distributors. You brought him up earlier, Uncle, Uncle Todd. Todd. Todd Askins coming on. You know, that's such a cool company, too. Like, a lot of products that are just useful. And they're in a cool place, being in Virginia Beach, where, you know, that's where Damn Neck is. And, you know, a lot of the seals are there. And there's companies like London Bridge and all these other companies that are there in Virginia Beach because of them. Um, and it's just a community there of all this stuff. And so his experiences, I can't wait for us to talk to him and, you know, hear his story and, you know, the whole deal for tactical distributors and stuff he's seen around there. And, um, yeah, a lot of good guests. It's exciting times in general. Like obviously we're focusing on production and boosting that as much as we can, but we're also doing other stuff. Like, cause I see people ask all the time, like what's new for Q? What, like, 
what's next for every, everything. And we've got so much stuff. Coming yeah. It's not always line. a new product. Yeah. Right. What, what's speaking of that though? What's the, uh, trigger name? Well, it's literally the best trigger ever made. <laughs> yeah. So I can't wait for the, yeah, but what's the, the name? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the best trigger ever made. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's cool. The bipod. Oh my God. That's like, mm beating a dead horse at this point i can't wait for the bipod and i'm so upset i don't have the bipod to take on this trip it's stupid we should get all kinds of great footage if we do i need to take it kicking around somewhere Mm. um yeah so products of the company growing deciding like where to take us in the future um you know and then we have to deal with politics and all these other things but Mm. we're, we're just in such a great place now where you know, we reach a milestone about every year or so, and then you got to make a, a new decision. You're at a fork in the road. And I'm just so excited about the growth now. Um, you know, developing product, continuing to develop the company to mature the company. Like you said, growing the marketing department. So now we can do point of purchase stuff that I'm so fucking hyped on just as much as I am the products, honestly, but it's probably a good thing. I'm not in charge. And, um, but doing swag, you know, and we built a brand to where, where we can really take advantage of a lot of these things. And now like we can have a lot of great guests on, like I can't wait for Lorena and John Clements yeah. and Todd and, you know, just having Chris Barrett on Talon Sai, um, you know, and just continue to grow that. Um, yeah. Getting a lot of real information out there is exciting. Yeah. Q's still obviously still so young, but I think it's very evident that the brand itself has it's staked its claim. It's like, it's here. It's not going away. This it's in a position where now it's just, what, why do you think that is? Well, you guys brought Tommy and I on and <laughs> I think we bring a whole lot to this. And, but no, I just think uh, we kind of talked about it before, like previous places that we've worked. And I think that Q does things differently. It's not focused on being the coolest, not even the coolest, but it's not focused on being like ultra tactical. It's not, there's no tunnel vision at Q. Like, we just do what we like to do and we're more concerned about doing that. Like things that we like, things that we think we're cool are cool. And uh, we talked about it off air before, but like you guys pay attention to what people want and what in the company, I mean, not necessarily outside, but like morale's always a, a cool thing at, at Q. It's always like a high thing. You, you care about what we want to do and what we're interested in. And I think that it just promotes creativity. I think that's what Q's all about is creativity and that's awesome stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I want to, I've always been so inspired and motivated and I'm so competitive and I want to win. And, and just, you know, where Ethan years ago kind of brought on, you know, the beginning of a real technical understanding and expertise and really being committed to that to me, along with the creativity, it's like, we got to have the best product. Like I'm so competitive got to have the best product and as the industry grows that's hard to define in certain areas you know when we talk about silencers or the fixed rifle what's it best at you know maybe nothing maybe everything you know trying to build stuff that's just very usable and that's you know that's difficult for ethan or maybe even you know adam's background at sig where you have this requirement and it spells out what you need and that's something i am fucking horrible at but I'm competitive enough, and I think the attention to detail, um, I want our products to be the best. Now the difficulty for me, and I think the, you know, the marketing team, is for us to define and explain a lot of the things that we do. 
Right. But like we talked about earlier, you handle the mini fix. There's no doubt you need to own one. Yeah. Talk all the shit you want. Go shoot one with your friends and tell me you don't dream about it. Yeah. But wh- wh- what do you think? What do you think's different about Q, Adam? I think Jay hit it on, on the head. I think that um, we kind of just do what we want to do. And you know, typically we don't like a lot of dumb shit. You yeah. know, <laughs> or if we do, we don't do that. It's made known um, that we don't, if we yeah. don't like it. Yeah, and that's fine. I think as far as the brand goes, kind of like we were saying earlier, we're pretty accessible, you know, in the DMs and we can, we really interact with our customers. And I think that creates that, that personal vibe that a lot of other companies don't offer, especially the bigger companies. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean kind of like what we always talk about, you know, we're the people's company. That was like a really early on thing we used well, to talk about, right? You, you, know? you just said what I wanted to say is yeah. is like I, I think the difference is it's authentic. Yeah. yeah. Like when I'm an ass, it's authentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm generous, it's authentic. Mm-hmm. Like when we do what we want, it's just authentic. It's not trying to appease anyone else ever. Yeah, there's no facade at Q. No. Yeah, you, you get what you get and, you know, you kind of get what you give with Q. You know, if you come at, come at us with an attitude or a dickhead, if you're unhappy – Sorry, you're unhappy, but this is not the way to handle it, and we're yeah. not going to sugarcoat it. And know? we talked so. about it before too. Like people, I've even seen some of the emails that Jenna's got hmm. after the podcast that we posted, where we talked about people who are new into guns and being straight out, just being like, "Hey, I'm I'm new to this, like whatever," and asking the more basic questions. Like, I feel like we've gotten a spike in that, hmm. and I think it was because we made it known, like, "Hey, we're not like." we're dicks to people who are dicks, but if you're a genuine person, yeah. you're new and like, you just want to learn. I think everyone at Q is happy to help oh, people. Th- th- those are my favorite times. Cause I tell you anybody who feels entitled to me, I can't stand and don't ever want them as a customer. Mm-hmm. I just don't. It's like, it's, it's never fruitful for anyone. You're never going to appease people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think one thing we're doing right is we're not interested in trying to gain 100% of the market. No, no. As soon as you try to do that, you're going to fall on your face. I think we're happy with, you know, 10% of the market. Yeah. I mean, I want to, you know, I mean, shit, I want my own jet, but I don't want. And a pilot. <laughs> an actual pilot. <laughs> I don't want, yeah, six problems. And I don't want to compete with, you know, I think Savage and Ruger are great companies. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I have an enemy to compete with them. It's not something of my interest. Mm-hmm. That's something I hear a lot too of when people are like, well, so do you guys sell to the military? Like, what is it? Like, are you guys trying to get big contracts? And I was like, everyone that works there has been a part of a big contract and know what goes into it. And it's like, that's not, Mm -hmm. as far as the way I see it, it's not our goal is like, we're not shooting. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously if there are groups that are interested in our stuff, we will work with them. And it's been done before, but like, and we do, yeah, we're not going to chase contracts. We're not going to stop what we're doing and design something to meet a stupid requirement. Like we're going to make the best thing we can in each category that we want to do. And if the end users also like that thing, then they'll come to us. And yeah. And I think that's another misconception that people have about gun companies in general is that the end goal, like a military contract is the pinnacle Mm -hmm. and it's, no, it's for good, me, it's, it's good marketing, but I mean, yeah. it's a pain it, uh, in the ass. I mean, it is great, but it also locks a product and technology mm-hmm. in, and it, it causes a lot of problems with future technology and growth of the company. Mm-hmm. You know, like SIG right now, I mean, and they're still doing awesome things, mm-hmm. but, you know, if they maintain that 320 contract, was it the marks, the M17 yeah, with yeah, the Army? 17, 18, yeah. Yeah. It, 
you know, I mean, that's half of what SIG is for the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. So, so it's awesome in some ways because you make a bunch of money and you're going to sell them mags at $50 a piece. And, you know, Ron Cohen gets like a sweet ass retirement. But the company itself, like that's half the company. Half your resources mm-hmm. are devoted to that. Right. That's perfectly okay if that's your objective. It is. Right. But for me, like at this stage of my career, my aspirations, it's like I want innovation mm-hmm. and I don't want the company the future of the company, half of it to be locked down to some production of, you know, some, you know, improved aspects of a Glock. Like, yeah. Mm. I think that's, it's funny cause I've had people tell me like, well, yeah, but if the contracts were offered up, I promise you that, that Kevin and whoever's in charge, like that they would go from like, I don't, a big hey, army contract. Probably yeah, like, not. Hey, they've been a part of that. Like, I don't think that's the goal, man. Like, I'm telling you, that's not. Well, I mean, for me, you know, Adam is the business leader at this point. If it makes sense for the company, it makes sense. Like, I have in my mind what I want, but I know that's going to change with every political thing that happens with the company itself, with our local politics. Like, there's just so many factors. Um, But I am dedicated to what's best for the company, you know, and I know if we achieve that, I get what I want out of it. You know, I, I all I love this industry and I love the innovation and I want the opportunity to continue to participate in that and make improvements where we can and offer customers a better experience shooting, no matter who that is. If it's your first gun or you're in a tier one group, you know, shooting terrorists, like I, I want the I have to be a part of something that's improving that experience. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. those are my goals. AR-15 Honey Badger Brace stock. Hmm. It's taken quite a while. I'm excited for it. Mm, me too. It exists. Look at this thing. It's glorious. Yeah, it is very cool. good. It is cool. Turned out better than the original, better than expected. Yeah. I wish this... I need more hands. Middle position, which is nice for this configuration because it's a little bit longer. I agree. Yeah. I, I like the middle position for shooting out of a helicopter. Then why didn't yeah. you do it on the honey badger? Well, this is a lot longer than the honey badger. Yeah. Like so, yeah, we can have this extra cheek weld. If if this were a stock, that'd be your cheek weld. Um, but the middle position's nice. You get a, a nice long length to pull. Yeah, really neat. You, you, you're making it look very difficult. Well, I'm trying not to bump into the microphone. <laughs> what no, uh, I'm excited for it. Um, SB Tactical is going to be selling the braces uh, in black and honey badger color configurations. Mm-hmm. We will sell the stocks on our website in honey badger color configuration, maybe black. Um, and so they are both, probably. Probably both, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm super excited for it, and it's right around the corner. You know, oh. I talked to some of the vendors yesterday, yesterday being March 23rd, and there's thousands of parts rolling off the line now literally thousands um long time yeah, coming i'm excited it's a long time coming but you know supply chain's a bitch yeah if you're gonna ask any idea when it's coming just don't ask it just wait until it comes like people, at least not in that voice that's the oh, voice that's the service here that's the voice when they they fucking ask jenna but, doesn't talk about her customers that way no mm-hmm. she does not Mm-mm. but also People act as if we aren't going to let everyone know when we have a new product. 
Like we literally, you could sign up for restock notifications. Like, well, we who, sell out quick, so I get people panicking. But who are we going to tell first when it's in stock? <laughs> who should it be? So we have the, oh. we have our Instagram, we have our emails, we have the Facebook owners group, we yeah. have the podcast. Yeah. So so here are my thoughts. So there is the Live Q or Die Owners Group. Is that the name of it? So that's not run by us. No. Um, that, that's one of our customers. I think we're admins on it. Yeah. I, 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 I realize that I am an admin now, but that was just so we can post without asking permission. That's all I do is I don't do any admin stuff oh. other than just post without but, Matt having to approve it. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. So I yeah. kind of think something should be for them, yeah. you know, whether it's the trigger or the stock, but then also like people who have sent us alcohol. Yeah. Something we need to do for them. Hmm. And who who are the other options? So we get the podcast. We can drop it on the yeah. podcast, and everybody can go order it when Ooh. they hear about it first there. So well, I still want to do a thing where like we give a code here on the podcast, and somebody can go buy a oh, money badge or something at a discount. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Oh, yeah. Can we blame Tommy? Is he slipping? No, it's me actually. Oh, slash Colin. But all right, yeah. So it just depends on. You know, where do we want to drive subscribers to? Do we want people to be part of that Facebook group? Or do we want people to have to subscribe to the YouTube to be notified of that? You know? I don't know. Or the email. We need email subscription. Yeah. We need to to figure it out. Standard carrier. Yeah. Shotgun open, unlike the Honey Badger. Yep. Uh, comes with the spring and buffer that yeah. that are required for it. Yeah, proprietary spring and buffer, but it will come with it, so you don't have to buy it and then buy your. Uh, nine millimeter or five five six version of the spring and buffer. I think it's, well, that's not totally true. I think it's going to ship with the rifle caliber spring and buffer, and then the nine mil will be available to buy as oh, an accessory. That's the way you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, other people that make a PDW style stock, you only get the tube, and it doesn't come with any spring or buffer. So then you got to do that. So you got to do it separately. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's the plan now. That could change by the time it launches with SB or us. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know everyone's name at Q anymore, which is weird. Well, the problem is we're getting a lot of repeat names for as small as a company. Yeah, I don't like We that. have multiple Mitches, multiple Nicks, multiple Matts. This is my brother Daryl. A couple brother Amy's. Darryl. Yeah. 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 It, is, yeah. it is weird. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, you know, it's like, I guess if you're dating a bunch of girls, hey, baby, you know, like whatever. I don't know. That is how you refer to us when you come in. It is strange, but I'm yeah. used to it. Then I don't confuse y'all's names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, uh, how y'all doing? No, a couple of good new hires. Uh, we talked about Jenna a couple of times yep, and a few podcasts it. now. She's not quite new. Yeah. When it comes months. to the podcast, but um I don't know the new person in QC. Ryan, he's Ryan. doing awesome. Um Matt, engineering intern. Got well, Nick. He's cool. He's Got cool. Nick. He's quiet. I like that. Yeah. Silence. <laughs> silencer <laughs> uh, Nick. Yeah, silencer Nick. He's uh, working with Jack in the silencer department, so that department's growing. Oh, yeah, that's growing a uh, lot. Yeah, silencer, so we're dedicated mm-hmm. to that this year. I'm so excited. Yeah, the electricians set up the new wire EDM yesterday, and Mitsubishi will be here tomorrow to set up the machine. Nice. So doubling the capacity on the wire. Amy 2, we have Amy 2. Yeah, Amy 2. Um, rifle assembly. Um I think. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's lots of people. That's good. Yeah. yeah know, more, so to, more to come. We need more assemblers. Um, we're interviewing people we yesterday for a marketing. graphic designer coming um, to support Tommy. Um, I don't think Tommy knew he, he was going to be doing a podcast and the website and the, all the things when he first got hired on. So crushing it, but he needs help. Yep. Um, what else? 
QC. Ryan's probably going to need another inspector or something like oh, that. You know, it's, yeah. it's all growing. It's just growing. Packing, shipping, receiving, everything. It's fun. Yeah. Exciting times. It is. It is. All right. If so any of those positions up. are interesting to anybody, jobs at livecureday.com. Send mm-hmm. your resume. Be proactive. Let us know you're listening to the podcast. Yep. Um, I mean, I think that's it. I think, I don't know, there's a lot more stuff on here. Who cares? So. So it's the month of April. Mystery shirt. It's back. Mm. Yeah. Mystery shirt, the month of April. It's awesome. You have an opportunity to win something. We're not going to say what it is. Could be a silencer. Could be a gun. Could be a gun with lots of stuff. Yeah. The shirt itself is cool, too. What is the shirt? The shirt's awesome. Well, I'm not, it's explain a mystery. It. It's a no, mystery. Just explain it. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's one you would buy. Yeah. It, Even it if you really didn't cool. have an opportunity to win potentially a many thousands of dollars. It's such prize. a mystery that I don't know what it is. Oh. It's probably best. You and Christine, that's in-house legal, would probably shut it down. Is it kid-friendly? I don't think this one's not kid-friendly, but it's cool. I think it's cool if the kids can wear it in school without knowing that it's a gun company shirt. It is kid-friendly, he says. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is a thing with the kids. Because I get get a lot people send me, they buy them for their kids every time and Mm -hmm. send me lots of pictures. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, yeah, anything we can do to get people taking their kids shooting or whatever, mm-hmm. but it is hard if we put just like a gun and a silencer on a shirt and they can't mm-hmm. wear it to school. Right. They got the other little Karen moms like, mm. yeah. So make it a, a mystery. Yeah. And you can yeah. buy one, you can buy 10 gift it to people. doesn't matter. The more you buy, the more, the better your chances of winning. Just like in the commercial, just like in the yeah. commercial. How will we pick up the winner? Yeah, there's, no, some... there's no method to the madness. No, we had... We're just going to do like a live stream. Yeah, so oh, oh that do. would be cool if we just like, you have to enter your, your phone number and we FaceTime you or something. Yeah. We can add that when we're on. I would like we that. can add them Ooh, in. I would like that. Surprise people. Yeah. So like that time for Thanksgiving, when I did the thing with like, Get a video of your grandma shooting one of our guns. That was yeah, <laughs> great. Oh, Betty, remember Betty? Wasn't that her name, Betty? Something Probably. Like that. Yeah. It was so great. It's a grandma. But yeah, name. in the order, if we have them put their their phone number in the order, and we just call them during the yeah during the wee hours of the night, wake them up. <laughs> I think historically, great. it's just been kind of a random pick because we never did the the more you buy, the better your chances of winning. Right. Um. So if we're gonna actually do that, it's gonna take a little bit more doing to pick the winner. Yeah. You know. Give us your address. I mean, we just enter it all in with each time they buy. So you get, Mm. and then you just like scroll and random pick one. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, mystery shirt. So we're going to start that back. That needs to be like a monthly thing. I'm so sick of us doing it like once a year. We need to do a lot of them. Yeah. We need to to get after it. It needs to be more than once a year for sure. Like, look at this shirt. This should have been a mystery shirt. It's awesome. Mystery's out. That's too awesome to be a mystery shirt. You think? I don't know. Oh. Although the last mystery shirt, everyone wants us to make it a regular shirt. Yeah. And now we're conflicted. I, th- I think maybe we should do like black and white or we just do it on a hoodie or we need to think of something cool. The last one was really good. They, uh, need to alter it a little. I, I feel like we got to break. The, yeah. We got to break the mold. Like when we do them, we can't say you can never buy it again. Do it like mm-hmm. even if it's a little different color or something mm-hmm. different about it, we got to change it. I think it's got to be you got one time to get it. Don't don't call me. I know Ben. My cousin, David, <laughs> I can buy him. Or hit me up when we're doing it. I Don't ask say, me two months later. Fulfillment of this one is going to be yeah. way better. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So so Adam uh, trying to improve things went with the fulfillment service. and That they, was my bad. Sucked butt. Yeah. 
So we're just yeah. going to pitch they him and do it at the office. They sucked butt at the fulfillment. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah, which they is what not, you hired them for. Well, I, they did not suck butt at the suck butt. Why are we saying suck butt? Because that's what <laughs> you <laughs> say all the time. Yeah. Start shipping at the end of May. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's when they're going to ship. Yeah, so orders for the, are for the whole month of April. All of April. But, yeah, but I want I want somebody to be able to win, you know, not even necessarily a Q product. Like yeah, a dirt, dirt bike. bike or yeah. Like we talked about dirt bikes, you know, we're making friends with Polaris. Like give them some crazy shit. If we sell like oh. 10,000 mystery shirts. Give them yeah, my Suburban you know? with my truck vault and all my guns in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get crazy. Fuck, I'm buying one if there's a dirt bike <laughs> in the mix. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If we sell 10 mystery shirts, we're going to offer a rimfire silencer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if we sell 1,000, we'll offer a... a Rifle. So let's do more. We should try. I would say we do 10,000. I'll give somebody my Suburban with my truck belt. All right. Boom. All right. Final remarks. Mystery shirt, whole month of April. Don't sleep.